what looked like a nice revenge game for the Sharks to extend a winning streak comes to a crashing halt. The Sharks lose in overtime, 3-2. to two. The Florida Panthers will break that down and more right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is March 15th, 2022. Joe Thornton returns to the Shark Tank, and his team is victorious. 3-2, to two, the Panthers beat the Sharks. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, and follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, smash that subscribe button on YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by Ian Reed. Ian, bud, how how are you this uh, evening? I am okay. Um, I mean... It is what it is. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, one of those uh, tough ones and just fell out a lot of energy in my mind. So um, let's get into it. Of course, the return for Joe Thornton here. Uh, nice little ovation and video tribute to the 12,000 plus that were at the Shark Tank this evening. Sharks had won two in a row coming into tonight. Uh, John Leonard called up and was playing on the hurdle line. Uh, Reimer returns as Hill goes out as the goal, injured goaltender carousel continues. Um, but I thought the Sharks looked good early in the in the first. They, they generate some chances. They got that power play goal from Logan Couture after Gudis took, uh, took a holding call. And I thought Couture just banging it in for this 20th. I thought, okay, these guys are showing showing some uh, toughness again against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I thought the, the Sharks played a good first period. I thought, um, like overall, I thought they played as good as a, a period as they've probably played all season. Um, Florida's a good team that's kind of had a little bit of trouble in their last couple of games. Um, so, I mean, it was nice to see the Sharks kind of jump out and take the early advantage. And again, I thought they played really well. I thought they played a decent 40 minutes. It was the last 20 where everything kind of went off the rails. Yeah, I, they uh, they definitely, I thought, took care. Yeah, and you're right. Those first two periods, I definitely thought they really put it to uh, the Panthers early on the first, especially after letting Huberto getting that sweet shot on shorthanded goal. But, um, like, my goodness, that was a nice one that I think froze Reimer to make it 1-1 but then you had Malosh with that nice shot from the point uh, to make it 2-1 that was nice but then they got into all kinds of penalty troubles and you know uh, I think both teams didn't like the officiating especially in the middle period this evening yeah I mean the so the Couture goal like that was a good play I think the second goal, the Melanch goal, I think Spencer Knight would probably want that one back. Um, the Huberto goal, that's a tricky one. Like, Huberto's so good, right? Like, oh, obviously, man. he's getting a lot of, like, hard talk and, and stuff like that right now. Um, and, and the thing with him is, like, you have to respect the pass. And, and he looked pass all the way and then kind of, you know, made it look like he was, like, looked shot last second and 
kind of like you said, he just kind of froze Reimer there. Reimer doesn't get froze like that very often because um, he's usually because he doesn't really overly commit to any like Reimer's goaltending is interesting because he doesn't he's never overly committed to you. It's, it's hard to make this make sense, but he's not overly committed to a safe. Like I think if you watch a guy like um, like Reimer's success comes because he doesn't usually re- doesn't have to react until, you know, he gives himself a lot of time to react to a shot. Um, and then he's not like once he reacts, like he's looking for the next shot pretty much immediately where some kind of goalies, they kind of just get set in their stance and then they just don't move after. Right. Um, to get Reimer to not move at all is a feat. Um, and I think like, and it was a, and it was a hell of a shot too. Like, don't get me wrong, completely a hell of a shot, but definitely uh, something you don't seem hap- see happen to James Reimer too often, where he just gets frozen like that. No, and uh, I mean, man, it's gonna be tough to to name an MVP this year. And you have him, you have Austin Matthews, you can go Shesterkin, you should you can go Markstrom in Calgary. I mean, uh, I think, I, yeah, I mean. Goalie wise, I feel like what Shishterkin's done is just beyond. Like, I think Markstrom, you could make a case for Markstrom for the Vesna. I don't know about the heart so much, but Shishterkin, when you look at like his numbers and what he's done this year, like it's it's a it's hard to get nominated for the heart as a goalie because obviously they're like, no, you got the Vesna, right? Like goalies don't get the, don't get the heart love that they probably should get in some cases, but I feel like. If you were ever going to make uh, a case for a goalie to get the heart, like Shosturkin's season definitely um, is is definitely worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to just to just to have. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm glad I don't have a vote in this because it, that's a tough one to to take. So two one after one, uh, like we said. Then the parade to the penalty box for both teams, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Gajevich takes, you know, a hit, then takes a takes a couple cross checks from Hornquist. Uh, Hornquist turtles and Gajevich gets the only call. Right. Yeah. That's I, unfortunate. But I mean, that's that's the that is the that's the that's the risk you take when you dress you know, when you put guys like that in the lineup, because like, I think what Gadget has maybe a goal this year. Like we, we know what he's out there to do. Right. So, and obviously every once in a while now, it seems like, you know, Bob Bugner flips a coin and says, who's going to play? Is it going to be Jeff Vial or you? And so I, I think he's trying to do the things that keep him, that keep him in the lineup. And unfortunately he just couldn't find a willing participant tonight. Yeah. And, and Hornquist, you know, Ademon got him, Got a penalty. Fortunately for the Sharks, nothing comes up of it. Uh, Marchman and Malosh get into it. They roughed up. It's like the linesmen were really quick to, to break these fights up uh, a little bit. And then, uh, you know, Bennett takes a holding call. Uh, you know, I, I think there was the puck over glass by Uyghur that set up a five on three briefly. That, you know, Sharks got some chances, I thought. I mean, granted, the, the, the power play gets one tonight so they extend their streak to th- three games with a power play goal um which good on them if, if you saw the sharks plus pre- pregame uh you know 
they they entered tonight 10 of 40 uh, since the All-Star break. Tonight they go 1 for 5, so 11 for 45 since the All-Star break. I mean, that's not too bad, but when it's 5 on 3, um, you know, that's... That's one where you, where you, where it kind of stings a bit when you have that chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you know, you have to give credit to Spencer Knight. I thought after the the, the goal, which was awful, um, he really he was pretty much dialed in for the rest of the game. Like there was, it wasn't like the Sharks had a lack of opportunity in the second period to to you know either to extend the lead. And Spencer Knight was up to the task. And he looked phenomenal. And I thought that originally they were going to have Bobrovsky start this. Start this. So I was surprised to see Knight in. But of course, uh, Bobrovsky, uh, I guess, took a puck to the mouth uh, the other night when the the Kings played the Panthers. Uh, so uh, I, I guess out of precaution, they started Spencer Knight. And geez, what a nice backup to have <laughs> in Spencer yeah, Knight. Yeah, I mean Spencer Knight's. Um, definitely, I think is going to be one of like he's he's in that next wave of goalies coming up. Like he's in the same like I would put him in 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 the you know he's he's that kind of that next wave of goalies with like the Shishterkins and the uh, Sorokins and you know what I mean like and I I put Spencer and I very much in that in that category as guys that you're going to watch going forward. Young goalie guild growing as as the. The years come by, and, and they look really, really sharp, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, let's see, Huberdo and, and Barabanov. Uh, Huberdo was uh, suggesting that uh, Barabanov elbowed him. Uh, Huberdo throws a punch at him, and then things get testy. I guess I th- the tough part about the ESPN broadcasts, and I don't know if if you had if you had the ESPN feed or not. Uh, they don't always show the replay of everything. Yeah, uh, and that was tough. So we apologize if we didn't get all the right angles for the gifts on our Teal Town USA Twitter uh, on the night. But uh, yeah, we're we're assuming that Barabanov got called the roughing for elbowing Huberdo, who had a little bit of a welt underneath his eye. Uh, Uyghur was pissed off about something at the end of the period uh, that led to a late power play, and and Hurdle looked snake bitten again. Uh, yeah, I, I, he he looked up to the skies like, "Why me?" Um, but he had a couple assists on on this evening on the two goals, so I'm good on him for at least. Uh, you know, tough part Couture. While he got the goal, he got the power play goal. He was a minus two on the night. Um, yeah, and and the one goal um, was a result of just like a lazy. It was a lazy turnover by him, like just a a lazy backhand to clear the zone, like wasn't even looking where he put the puck. And then, of course, like not not a good look for Couture at all. Yeah. And Vitrano bangs it home to tie the game. I think Vlasic kind of cleared, you know, kind of blocked Reimer's sight a little bit there to tie it up for the for the uh, 2-2 goal. Uh, But then Florida just absolutely dominated the third yeah i mean see here's the frustrating part about this right is obviously look at like florida this is a team that's first in their division they're going to the playoffs with like they're with a bullet like they're not they're they're so into the they're so in the playoffs like and 
you know, they're they're a really good team, and it really showed in the third period. But the problem is if if you're looking at this from a Sharks perspective, these this is a Florida Panthers team that played yesterday, last night, and then had to leave, you know, fly into San Jose and then play another game tonight. Did they play last night? No, no, night? no. They played no, Sunday night. Units. Oh, yeah, yeah. They played Sunday. Monday. I thought it was last night. But, like, but even still, right? Like, I don't know. Like, the, there's no there's no good excuse. You're right. Yeah, it was two nights ago because it was after. Um, the was, Kings did have back to back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. Because I remember, I was like, wait, but I wasn't around last night. So how did I watch this with the guys? Um, <laughs> but, okay, so, yeah, so, so strike that out. I'm dumb. Um, <laughs> Oh, but even still, but even still, okay, so they didn't play last night, but like again, they're on the road. They're playing out of their time zone. Ten thirty starts, yeah. Yeah, like they're they're playing out of their time zone, ten thirty start, and they just blew the doors off the sharks in the third period. And the sharks had no answer. No. Like the sharks get lucky on a goaltender interference call. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, I was surprised it like at first I was like, oh, no, that's definitely goalie interference. And then when you watch the replay and you see like the pucks already through Reimer, it's like, oh, maybe not. And then they got, you know what I mean? Yeah, that one's one of those iffy goaltender interference calls that could have gone really either way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but but they, but they got lucky, right? Yeah. But oh, they couldn't capitalize on it. Like they couldn't they couldn't take any momentum like they just they got. The doors blown off them, and like I don't, I don't understand why the defensemen are so passive. Like it's like if you're not named Eric Carlson, like the only thing you're allowed to do is dump and chase. Which is scary to think because you know, and yes, Carlson is very talented and gifted to get the puck into the zone, but yeah, I mean. This is you're you're pre- giving your opponent easy predictions on what you're going to do. Yeah, and, it's and you a, can't do that. So I mean, it was just I think it's frustrating to watch. And I, after being able to play as well as you did for two periods, to just have Florida completely turned off, like turn on like that, and have no idea. And look, and it just shows that you know this this is the the separation of the teams right like when when florida really turned it on and said okay we're done screwing around the sharks couldn't hang now is that they couldn't hang because you know x's and o's was one team just clearly you know in a in a different league at that point right you could you could make those arguments for sure right and i think it's a combination of a lot of things but i mean i don't i don't understand how I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand how this coaching staff continues to get a pass. And I don't understand why the people who allow this coaching staff to not get a pass get a pass. And, you know, and it goes up the up the ladder. Right. Hey, it's it's to the point where where this pattern happens again and again. How many times have we seen the Sharks just kind of fall off about apart it? You know, they're either tied and then let it let it slip away after two periods or in the case of just Florida, where the Sharks had a lead and lose it in overtime. The Sharks are 17-0-2 and those two overtime losses are both to the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Bob Bugner thinks he can overtime loss his way into the playoffs. No, I don't know. I don't even think that's even possible anymore. <laughs> I think this team, can, this team cannot make the playoffs. Like, but you know, but but they keep talking about it, so I get to make fun of them. No, but you bring up a good point, though, Ian, in the question in regarding to playoffs, because this mm-hmm. team says they are not rebuilding. Wow, which they means can say everything one. True, but I mean, at the at the same time, though, it's like so. If you're not rebuilding, then you're trying to make the playoffs. You're trying to go for the Stanley Cup, right? I mean, that's that should be thirty-two teams' goal, but yeah, true. I I completely agree, but. So if you don't, and looking at the standings right now, mm-hmm. you are at 60 points and currently sit eight points out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't seem like a lot, but then you have to consider like how many teams you have to leapfrog to get in. It's like it's not just making up those eight points. You have to make, you know, you have to leapfrog a bunch of other teams. And yeah. that's where that's where it becomes impossible, right? Like eight points, eight points is nothing. You can get eight points in a run but you need other teams to lose but right. in the sharks case you need a lot of other teams to lose, <laughs> and that's where the problem comes in right right i mean you, you, i'm looking at let's see so the second wild card is barely hanging on by a thread vegas at 68 but they've played yeah, 62 they are holy crap and especially after i know we don't do a reach round anymore but my god i mean after what happened tonight in winnipeg how does pvb still have a job well, because he has no goalie. So, when when does McCrimmon call Joe Will and ask about Reimer? <laughs> well, I mean, they're gonna have to do something. Like if again, like that that team's that team's a mess, and like, but it's I don't know what you can do, like because of the way that they have, and I don't want to get too deep dive on the Golden Knights here, but true. Um the way that they have just kind of gone and acquired every shiny new toy that comes available and cap be damned. Like, you know, this is, this is the end result of that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they dig out of it. I look at everyone on everyone that's watching knows that I'm not a Peter DeBoer guy (laughs) at all, but I don't know what Peter DeBoer is supposed to do when you mismanage the cap as badly as the Golden Knights have. I mean, yeah, they've got a bunch of, they've got, they, like I said, they got all the shiny toys. Every time a shiny toy comes up, mm-hmm. they seem to be the ones to get it. But, you know, that has repercussions. And I don't, I don't know how much of this I would put on Peter DeBoer. It, it, I mean, you, you're already over the cap. We've seen in years be passed before a cap happens where teams try to buy everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, the Rangers come to mind in the early 2000s. Oh, the Rangers and the Red Wings used to spend what teams, like in the 90s, the Rangers and Red Wings spent what teams are spending now. Right. And, like, and it's not even, it's not, like they were spending this much before there was a salary cap, right? And it worked for one team and the other team didn't make the nah, playoffs. not so much. The other team, <laughs> again, right? And it, you have to have the right players. And I think for, you know, I think for a lot of the guys, like uh, other than in '94 when the Rangers won, not '94, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, other than that, though, I mean, it, like the Rangers was kind of, it was like you, that's where you went to to pack it in and just make a lot of money on the rest of your career, right? <sighs> yeah. 
gosh. I mean, I I, I can't imagine. Granted, I I'm gonna be you know breaking out the chair and and putting my legs up when if Vegas doesn't get in. Uh, how how that fan base just melts down and everything. Um, well, I mean, I look at I, I and I, I look at and I, again. I, again, we shouldn't go on to Vegas. I don't want to get. I I know, but but like with good reason. With good reason, because that team was set to be. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I think we have lost. I think I might have lost Ian. I might have lost Ian mid rant. Oh, that sucks. That sucks big time. Uh, I'm I'm hoping we're still on the air right now. If somebody can let me know, I'll be greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ian froze. Okay, so it's not me. Uh, let me try and get Ian on here <laughs> again and see what happened here. <laughs> Sorry, folks, just making sure he's okay. Let's uh, let's get him back in. <laughs> it's my fault. No, it's not my fault. I'm still talking. If it was both of us, you know. So let's see. Let's see if we can get Ian back on. So um. But kind of getting back on that Vegas and you'll be Ian isn't online. All right. So he's lost. Uh, so we'll just sit tight. You're just going to see the Skype sign for a little bit here. Um, uh, Ian lost his Internet. So <laughs> fun. All right. So let's quickly go over some of the stats for tonight uh, as as Ian is. uh lost his internet so you're you're on your own with yours truly tonight here uh 31 saves for james reimer in his in his return I and mean, that's nice to see and everything um but it's in a loss you hope uh he's recovered from whatever injury he did have uh, a couple weeks ago after his 13 um 13 uh uh, straight games, and then uh, you went back between Stalock, Sachenko, and Hill, and that one. Uh, Eric Carlson, a minus three. Uh, and I know there's been some comments in the chat uh, about things. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough to uh, tough to see when you're minus three. Um, but again, I don't think I, I'm not an Eric Carlson defender per se. I think he's a great defenseman. Um, but, uh, you know, minus three stands out and playing 27, 10 on the night is interesting. Uh, for Brent Burns, 26, 16, uh, had one shot on goal. Uh, you know, uh, tough to see him, how, how he worked that out, um, on, on this night. So. We'll do that. Uh, Ian has lost it. Uh, <laughs> Shang uh, saying, uh, just said, Joe Thornton just passed us by to enter the Sharks locker room area. So obviously, if you haven't seen a lot of it tonight, and and let's see if I can pull up some of the stuff from uh, earlier tonight. 
or earlier today, you know, we saw a lot of uh, Jumbo hanging out, handing, uh, saying hello to everyone. Heck, you know, our friend Ruben, who who works at the Shark Tank, uh, got a text from Jumbo saying, you know, miss you, bud. You know, it, that's the great part of it all. So let me come to you, uh, friends of the show. Uh, looks like Ian might be getting back on in just a sec. So, but Hot Wheels 84 really looked real good tonight. He looked all right. Uh, I thought he had some chances. He was definitely working on um, on his tipping drills uh, this evening. So, or this morning at the morning skate. Wasn't sure to, uh, you know, only got 8.49 in. I wish he would have gotten more. Gadjevich uh, at 5.25. You know, uh, so Ian, Ian is feverishly texting saying, uh, okay, half power waiting to see if the internet follows. So don't worry, folks. We're hoping to get Ian back in just a jiffy. If you are new here, thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button down below and everything. Um, you know, uh, looking at the rest of the comments in here because AJ is not here. Um, you know, comments about Benito, um, playing, playing the play wrong. Um, what did you think of John Leonard tonight? Uh, okay, for eleven forty-five, time on ice, and you know, didn't get any shots off. He looked a, a little hit or miss, especially to get on the on the second or first line, depending on where you want to stack hurdle. Um, you know, faulty synapse. <laughs> I'm serious about Twitter polls, deciding lineup choices and player deployment. We could do better than Bob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felix, 12,000 for Jumbo's return is a little sad. Yeah. And it didn't even look like 12,000 when they were playing the video. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I think tickets were starting at $30 a piece. Uh People, people know that this team needs to to um, retool, and you know, for a team, for an organization that's saying they are not rebuilding, um, you know, some questions are going to have to be answered soon, and answered soon very, very quickly. Now, um, in regards to what's going to go down in the next. Next few days, you know, your trade deadline is five days away. So what's going to happen for guys like Jacob Middleton, who, according to Pierre Lebrun on TSN, the Sharks are asking for a second round pick, another pick and a prospect. Toronto, Boston or Tampa Bay are interested in, in Middleton. I mean, what can you do? You know, that's going to be an interesting call. You know, we've, we've, you know, we, we've heard hockey jerk saying, you know, announce a Barabanov signing already. Okay. I mean, I would love for it to happen, but here's the question. If there's something out there for him, or I think there's been little inklings about Cagliano, heck, maybe even Benino. Um, and of course we all know about the contract talks with Tomas Hurdle. At this point, you got to look at it right now. Sharks are currently eight points out. 
yes, they have games in hand. Somehow everybody not just caught up to the Sharks, but now have overtaken them in games played. Uh, my, my question is, really, where are you at? You know, yes. So, so like Fanatical Teal Bleeder says, so can the Sharks embarrass LA for a third straight? I would love for that to happen. That would be a huge blow to them right now. Um, granted, they're at 74 points, so they're, they got some very minute cushion there at 74 points in second in, in the Pacific. You know, it'd be interesting to see if they could pull it off a third time. If they can, that'd be great. Uh, so, and it looks like Ian is back on. Let's get them back in before we get everybody out of here. Ian, bud, how are you? you okay? That's <laughs> what I get. It's my Vegas talk. Yes. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, fuck. Ian's going to talk about the Golden Knights again. Well, how do we fix this? And it's like, okay, well, first internet, then power. Then, then power comes back on, but no internet. Gotcha. Then internet just doesn't come back up, doesn't come back up. Finally came back up. So here we are. Cool, cool. Well, I, I vamped for about a good five, ten minutes about uh, where this team is, especially with Jake Middleton. Um, now we're getting more rumblings about him going to the East. For sure. What, I mean, what do you think of the uh, uh, of the the price for Middleton? Um, it was like a second and a player and a pro player player prospect. Yeah, but the second I mean, a player prospect or another. Great pick. if you can get it. <laughs> Is that more realistic thing? Maybe getting a first for Hurdle. I if you don't get a first for Hurdle, you should be fired. Like like a second and a prospect for for Middleton is is some Barkley Gaudreauian <laughs> fleecing right 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 like it's just one of those things where like if you can get like I don't think they get that for Jacob Middleton but if you can if you can get that back that's that's a nice return for for Jacob Middleton yeah. Okay, PJ, I didn't say they were gone. I'm saying if you have to look really deep into to what you're doing as you're as you're uh, eight points out of a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. But Puck, I said trade Hurdle, Meyer, Burns, Bear. I did not say (laughs) all of that. Thank you very much, PJ. Whatever. (laughs) Go off on you, eh? Um, Um, You know. Yeah, no, I think I think if you can get that if you can get that kind of a return for Jacob Middleton, I mean, all the power to you. Um, and look at Jake Middleton is, is a guy who's really really impressed me this year, right? Fantastic um, job. Fantastic. Yeah, he, he's been he's been more he's been definitely way more good than bad this year, um, and definitely kind of just a, a guy who I honestly thought was just you know at the end of the line uh, as far as. As far as he went, like I thought, you know, this is a guy who, um, who I've really liked. I've always, I've always had a, ha- had a strong feeling about uh, Jake Middleton on the Barracuda, but, you know, it was getting to the point where it's like, again, you know, he's he's not like he's not old, but he's not young either, right? Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get that kind of price for Jacob Middleton, that's fantastic. Um, you know, as far as Barabanov goes, um. If you can, if you can resign him, great. But I think if someone calls and blows your socks off with a deal, 
you have to you have to consider it if especially like we don't know what the plan is right like i would i would resign him i don't know if i'd resign him at what he wants i've said oh, on the show before that i'd probably you know a little less money a little less term because i think there's a lot of guys that kind of explode onto this onto the scene at his age get paid and then fizzle out and he's definitely earned a raise, especially this season. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, should he come back next year at league minimum? No. No. Right? But do I think he should get four by four or five by four? No. No. Like, I, the term kind of scares me, and, and the dollar amount scares me a little bit. That seems, I mean, I th- wouldn't you have learned from what you signed Shimmick for? I mean, Different player, but yeah. I mean, different situation, but yeah true but the same well, but, yeah, I, I, like the shimmick thing is like oh god the the, the guys <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to get def- you upset the defenseman man. no no it's it's just like the defenseman graveyard of guys who were a flash in the pan good with brent burns <laughs> get paid and then can't play with brent burns anymore we've seen it with for whatever reason for paul martin yokum ryan <laughs> Mm-hmm. redeem shimmick <laughs> um but middleton i mean heck they put middleton on the second power play unit um, yeah yeah i mean <laughs> okay you're, again you're showcasing guys right you want to like i think we, we talked about this last show um with when i talked about this with landy right like everyone has everyone has like their ghost roster right right most teams know what they're targeting like they're not gonna watch a game right now and be like oh Shit, I didn't realize that guy was a thing. Go get him right now. Like, that's not how it works. But, you know, if you can kind of get onto a hot streak and you can, you know, you can try and maybe increase the price a little bit if a guy looks really good near the end. But chances are, like, most guy, most teams have already identified the guys that they're going to go after. Right. It's not like the nothing that happens this week is going to be like, oh, shit, go get that guy right now. You know what I mean? True. So I yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a really interesting deadline, or it's going to be an absolute dud. I don't. know. A lot of people are saying it's going to be a buyer's market. I don't think. I I disagree. But you know, is is a lot going to get done? I don't know. It's hard because there's a lot of teams that are that are hard against the cap, right? A lot of teams that don't really have the room. I mean, there's a couple teams that are going to be able to do stuff because of their injury situations. Colorado, I think, is fascinating. You know, they made a trade today um, that moved uh, Tyson Jost over to Minnesota for Nico Sturm, which was a really good trade because I think that Colorado probably got the better player in the trade and cap space. Like, I think Tyson Jost will be fine in, in... Tyson Joe should do pretty good in Minnesota, I think, but I really like that trade for the Colorado Avalanche. And not only that, but now they have with the Landis Cog injury um, situation, they are going to have money in order to, I think, make a big thing. Like, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about like hurdle with teams like the Rangers and stuff. But I think, man, if I'm looking at, at Colorado, I think there's, I think they have a nice, like a hurdle would fit really nice there too. Do you want him in the conference still? Probably not, but it's not in the division. So I don't think, you know, and again, at this point, like the sharks, it shouldn't matter because who cares if you trade someone into in the division? It's not like you're competing anyway. If you're trading Tomas hurdle, 
you're not competing anytime soon anyway. So who cares if he's in the division? It's not like it's that's going to be the thing that stops you from you know getting over the line into the playoffs. The, the Sharks have to get to the playoffs for in order for that to bite them, right? But that, so, yeah. But that's the thing is that do they they still believe that they are one streak away? You know. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> right <laughs> things they say and things they believe i i i don't i think they say again remember we've, we've talked about this before right I, I i feel like this is one of those things where in order to you if if bob Wagner comes out tomorrow and says well the, the season's over then how does he hold any players accountable if he's already thrown the towel in on the season right like that's fair point yeah like that's just the reality of it. Now, do I think that you know is any playoff talk with this team delusional? Of course, it's fucking delusional. We've gone over this. We've we've talked about the the eight points and the, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, eight points, but eight points in six teams you have to jump over. Right. Uh, I don't know how Colorado's going to do anything though. They don't have their first, second, fourth rounders in this year's draft. Uh, yeah. First, second, yeah. and fourth, and they don't have their second and fourth uh, in 2023. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to dig into their, I think, in a team like from Colorado, then you have to dig into their thing or you have to or you get a really, really good prospect. Like Colorado, I think, has a couple of really good prospects that you would probably, you know, that would kind of make up for that. Maybe. And again, yeah, so. The first doesn't have to be this year's again, because that, that those that even if you get the first this year, it's not a lottery first. Right. We're not drafting Shane Wright with it. Wouldn't you want that 2023 first, if anything? For sure. Because why the, wouldn't you? Because 2023 is supposed to be a little bit stronger than than this year's draft. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I. So, I mean, they could. I don't think like if you took their first in 2023, that's not a bad get. Mm-mm. And maybe you package up two first to move up in the draft. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I I mean, wishful thinking for Bedard. That's all for sure. <laughs> but I, you're not you're not getting up that high on the first. Yeah, that's true. Oh, unless you're the Arizona Coyotes who have like a bajillion picks in the in the draft, uh, the first two rounds. So, all righty then. Uh, so St. Patrick's Day, Sharks and Kings. Can can they? Can they take down L.A. again for a third straight time? Why not? Why not? Oh. I mean, that they've they've seemed to have the Kings number this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it sucks. I'm going to watch that one, but uh, I mean, if I'm if I'm you know if if I'm the Sharks, I I feel pretty good going into that game. I mean, look at any time you can beat L.A. is a good game. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like I you know what again you know team tank whatever but like I'm, I'm never going to get mad at a at a win over a team like like the Kings or the team like the Ducks right or Vegas or whatever like I will take wins over those teams I don't care how it affects you know the draft rankings I'll, I'll take wins over those teams every day yeah Burns on the tribute video it was great you could have you could have had Steven Spielberg do a two and a half hour movie with him and no one would have gotten bored. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. Thank you, Laurel, uh, for that. All right. 
So with that, we shall get out of here. Sharks lose this one in overtime. 3-2 to two to the Florida Panthers. The Sharks play on St. Patrick's Day. It'll be uh, Sharks and Kings. I believe that's an ESPN Plus game, so we'll see mm-hmm. on that. Uh, like I said, we did a we did a Sharks Plus pregame show. Uh, kind of wanted to ask you guys if you did if you do like those um, in lieu with no Brody or Brownie uh, because of ESPN. Um, and I'm trying to see if we can pull up the uh, the survey, but it does. It looks like it's gone away. That's terrific! Yay! <laughs> so thank you all very much for joining us uh in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify tune in iheart radio of course smash that subscribe button on the youtube channel and always available at tealtownusa.com so ian your final thoughts Final thoughts are this. Um, we kind of we're trying to start this thing, right? Like we've we've abolished the the reach around. The reach around should have died a long time ago. It's dead now. <laughs> sorry, Laurel. In its place. Yeah, sorry, Laurel. In in its place, what we would like to do is we would like to because I, I thought you know we always get like a we always some days we get like some pretty good responses um, in the YouTube comments. So what we'd like to do is we'd like to respond to the YouTube comments. Now, of course, the show we announced this happens. No comments. That's fine. Look, I want to stress this. I cannot stress this enough. We're not going to do this. This isn't going to be a thing where, you know, like we're just going to dunk on people. It's it's not about dunking on people. No, and, no. Unless, unless you want me to dunk. Like put in the comment, you want to get dunked on. We'll dunk on you. Fine. But I, I just think because there's a lot of sometimes there's some really good comments in the YouTube um, in the YouTube comments. And I think it would be like just a good thing to kind of drive that interaction more if we, if we can discuss those things on air. So if you have something that you think that we might've missed or, you know, something that you think that we should talk about, throw it in the YouTube comment and we will definitely respond to it the next show. Um, and I don't know if we can get this going. I think it'd be really cool. I think it would be much better to listen to, like, instead of like, Oh, here's, the scores and if you're listening on your ipod it's like okay this is when i turn it off and no one has ipods right everyone just listens on the phone who am i like that's just my age showing right um but i feel like it's you know it's it's i think it it would add more value to the podcast and make it more like it's not a point where you're on your phone and like i can look at these scores i'm just gonna turn the podcast off now so again um throw your comments please feel free to throw your comments if you have any other questions queries comments that you would like to throw at any of us directly i am at ian blogs hockey on the twitter machine and i generally like I, i'm i'm a chill dude man i i will talk to just about anyone on twitter so uh if you have some thoughts uh you want to direct my way that's how to do it and 99.9 percent of the times i will respond absolutely and i'm at puck 14 on the twitter and the instagram i will take responses every day on the twitter machine uh especially after work of course I will say this. There is one comment from the Pucknologist, um, and that's from I'm the beat plug underscore 831. Uh, as much as we want our team to be not to be mediocre and aim for a top 10 pick, man, beating L.A. never gets old. No, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm never going to get mad at a win over the Kings, Ducks, Golden Knights, Stars, like just any of those teams, man. Like, no, I'll take them every time. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, we'll be back with you on Thursday night following Sharks and Kings. That's a 7.30 start 
uh, I believe on ESPN plus. Uh, and then the next night, uh, they play at home against Colorado. Will they have a new player by then? Another new player, I should say, besides Josh Manson and mm-hmm. Nico Sturm. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. So hit that subscribe button down below. Hit us up on tealtownusa.com. Uh, of course, the fun never stops. I'm sure AJ's already talking on the Discord right now. So until Thursday night, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Thursday night.